This is Joe Hampton. Deshaun Hyler. Coach John over here, East LA College, last chance you. Catch me on the Complex Sports Podcast. On this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, we have a very, very special episode with three guests from Netflix's new season of Last Chance U Basketball. We have Deshaun Hyler, Joe Hampton, and John Mosley joining us for an explosive episode. Let's get to it. What up, what up, what up, it's your man Chops, brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, as always, joined by my man Adam Caporal and Zion Olegede. Fellas, what's popping this week in the world of sports? What's popping with you, man? You just traveling all over the country for no reason. What you just, mean? Just coming back from Denver for no reason. I can't take a trip? Nah, bro. That, that, that I, still I can't take, me and Adam are going to the Masters to next week. We, we out here. Yeah, you guys just don't care about the pandemic. Just ignoring all phases of it. What? I, I'm, I'm, I'm safely traveling across the country, vaccinated and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying life again, Zion. You should, in, you should indulge because we've been locked up too long. So yeah, you should indulge, Zion. But yes, and Adam, are we gonna like live stream our, our drive down to Augusta or no? No, because I may murder you on the drive down. Um, that's number one. Yeah, that's number tough. Two. Yeah, so we're going to see how we go with this drive down to Georgia. Uh, that's number one. Number two, we cannot bring uh, cell phones <laughs> to the golf course at Augusta National. It's like on lockdown. Wow. I'm talking about the live stream on the way down. I don't know. I'm live, talking yeah. about the live well, stream on the way down. We may witness a murder depending on how we how we gel over the next 12 yeah, hours. I just got to sit and watch golf. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait to, to watch the Masters in person. Uh, yeah. I, once, once, you, once you go to the golf course, which I've been to four years ago um, – it is unlike any place in sports. You have like I can't wait to yeah, fucking I, go back. It's on a different level. All I all I'm gonna say, and we have a great episode this week. I'm actually not on this interview. Zion and Adam held it down. Last chance you basketball, Deshaun Hyler, Joe Hampton, John Mosley on this episode. Very good conversation. Yes, let me preface this for those listening in the beginning. There are some spoilers. So if you do listen oh, to it and oh. you want to watch Last Chance You, I mean how many spoilers are there? Let, let's give a spoiler level, like one to ten. How much spoilers is it like eight or a nine? Or? Uh, it's not that much. I would say maybe four or five. Okay, so so mild spoilers and then mild, mild spoilers. spoilers. Okay, but, okay. I mean, it's a great it's a great season. This is probably the best fire. season of Last Chance U that 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 I've seen. Like I it, like the football ones are great, but this one has been fantastic. Yeah, this one, this and one I list I, I I've, the interview is is great. Um, you guys really did. Knocked it out of the park, as they say. First interview without me. I'm very proud of you guys. It's like it's like my young, it's like my kids like going to college. I feel very. All right, proud let's, of you. let's relax. No, 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 no. Relax, Adam, relax. the drive down there. Yeah, I'm picking all the music on the drive. You do not get to pick any of the music. Yeah, Adam's gonna be playing. Some. What what nonsense are you gonna be queued? I don't want to listen to Liquid Swords on repeat. It's a great album. It's a classic album. I, it, I don't want to listen to Liquid Swords on repeat for 13 hours. Nothing wrong with listening to Jizza who drops dimes over the line. So what? What's wrong drops with listening dimes. to Jizza? Oh dimes. my god. Okay, what you sound like Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about dimes and rap. Come on. Yeah, bro. I am. I am. I am picking the playlist the entire drive down to to, to Georgia. We shall see. We shall see. What? Uh, is, uh, are the Nets just going to sign another washed-up veteran every single I mean, time? I mean, y'all, I know, I know it was going to be the first thing you brought up, so go ahead, man. Aaron, what I, just every week we do this. Who's next? Scotty Pippen next week? They got a roster spot open. Who, who, who are we signing next? Listen, let me say this. I do not like the Lamar Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge signing. It makes I, no sense. I Nothing about it, it makes sense. I didn't want it to happen. Um, I wanted us to get Gorgie Jang, who actually went to the Spurs for some reason. Um, but – 
at the end of the day, the Heat didn't get him, so the Lakers didn't get him, so I'm cool with it. I'm, I mean, he's not really a fit. You got to have a big man for the Nets that's athletic, can catch lobs, play defense. He doesn't do any of that. So, I mean, we'll see where he fits. I don't know where he does. I haven't but... seen LaMarcus Aldridge play basketball in three years. Just, like, I have what's not crazy? Seen... What's crazy is Blake, LaMarcus, Kyrie, KD, Harden were all in the 2019 All Star game. And that was LaMarcus was not in the 2019 yes, All Star game. He was, was he really? Yes, he was. I refuse to believe that that's a, that that's a fact. Yeah, he was. In that's Charlotte. insane. That's insane, Adam. Did you you didn't know that? Uh, how are you discrediting LaMarcus Aldridge, who I think is a seven time All Star? Like it's not like he hasn't not been on these all star teams year in and year out. He especially when he went to San Antonio, what was it, five or six years ago? I figured it wasn't. Has it been that long already? It's been that long, yeah. It's Lamarck's been one of the better producing offensive big men in the NBA for basically half a decade, if not longer. So you are you are shading Lamarcus Aldridge big time right now. He deserves a little bit more props than that. I mean, I agree, but real quick, I know he's a Nets fan, but I agree with Young Zion. I don't think I think it's more move to block him from going to another Eastern Conference contender. Which I get, but you can easily make a case that yeah, Gorgie Dan would have been a much better fit because he actually brings something defensively, and there's no way in hell mm-hmm. Marcus Aldridge is playing with the closeout unit for the Nets. Zion, was would how? I heard a rumor that Andre Drummond went to LA so he could record music with people. Is that why the Nets didn't get him? No, the Nets didn't get him for different reasons, but I think uh, uh, tell us those reasons. I don't know any reasons that you just said uh, reasons, and then uh, now you don't know. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> who are your well, sources I, in the music I heard, industry? I now? heard from people who I used to work with in the music industry that he was reaching out to people. And, and shout out to Andre, he's on the pod, but he, he's working on music and he wanted to be in LA. That's all I heard. I mean, that's cool, but he's playing there half a season. This is a rental. This is he, yeah. Oh, he's not signing with the Lakers. Yeah. Year, so no. like, I mean, he could he could do that. He was already in LA working out. Um, yes, he was living in LA. Yeah. That's cool for them. They got Andre Drummond. I don't think it uh, puts any fear in my heart as a Nets fan for them getting Andre Drummond, but. You know, they need him. They need him right now, especially without AD and LeBron. We don't you, know. LeBron's going to be back in four weeks. So You know what team is scary? And you texted me this last night. Adam probably loves this fucking team. The Nuggets are scary right now. They're interesting. I don't know. Aaron about... Gordon fits perfectly into that team. I think he fits really well. I just think anybody fits really well with Jokic because he's he's yeah. great. And Murray. Yeah. And Murray's a, a great scorer. Yeah, but he fits a specific need with a guy who he can did. play he good did. quality defense at the four, yeah. switch on different guys. He's not going to be needed to do a lot of scoring, which you don't want to do anyway. It's like when Aaron Gorn's your number one or number two player on your team, that's not ideal. That's not good. But when he's, he's your third, third, he's their or third or fourth guy, best, best player, which he is, and you can make a case Michael Porter Jr. or um, – yeah. Well, I mean, offensive output, Michael Porter Jr. can get you more points off the bat than Aaron Gordon can. But anyway, adding him, I, I love what the Nuggets did. Like, I mean, JaVale McGee was, a, I think, a solid addition, nothing crazy. But he was. between yeah. McGee and Aaron Gordon, yeah, it's like the Nuggets are, if you don't think they're not legit legit contenders to come out of the West, you are taking a nap. Wake the if LeBron up. isn't healthy, yeah. The, if LeBron isn't healthy, then I would. I'm still picking I don't know if I'm taking the Nuggets over the healthy. Clippers, but the Nuggets are dangerous. Can we talk about Zion's? This the star player of Zion's favorite team. He has been going off on Twitter for the Ooh. past week. KD, he has been going off on Twitter. KD's been doing that because here here's the problem with M- the NBA right now. And, the, and KD said it perfectly. NBA fans don't actually love the product or the game right now. Everybody just does this bitch. Everybody just yeah, complains. Like the, the who NBA's- care? Who cares if Lamarcus Ald- and, and like we're talking about it? But Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin in the prime of the in the past the prime of their career is going to the Nets. 
it's it, it's not that big of a deal. Like people are acting like would David would David Stern or yeah David Stern uh, uh, go in and 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 allow this to happen? And people so bringing up CP three to Kobe like nah CP three in his prime that is so different than these situations. It's like and I'm sure Adam has a problem with these things. And and, and Blake said it today. Um, he was like, oh yeah, it's funny because y'all were just calling me trash the past two years. Now he now he goes to the Nets exactly and it's unfair. They say the same thing, but with Lamarcus, he was tra- he's been trash, and he goes to the Nets. It's unfair. And I think the NBA has problems. I think the NBA has issues, especially in how people like people who cover the game talk about the game and, and get fans interested. But the this isn't the thing that should turn people off from the game. And and if it does, then people just want to complain anyways, you know? Yeah. Wait, when you say turn people off from the game, you're talking about the accumulation of brand names on, on like five well, different but, teams right now. I mean, but what is a, who cares if it's a brand name? Who, brand I guess names I'm just struggling to find basketball. the root. Your, your do you think here. Blake, do you think Blake Griffin should have went to, what, what should he have done? He can do whatever what he wants. Bla- I mean, he negotiated a buyout with the Pistons. That's, what, the fuck that's what I'm saying. But people are mad that he's on the nets, but just cause he's a brand name. It's not like he's, He's scoring thirty a night and his MVP candidate. Who cares what Blake Griffin did? Well, who cares what people on Twitter think? Also, <laughs> it's like the what, NBA, NBA does. The NBA is built well, off shouldn't. social media. The and NBA is built off, and maybe that's the problem. I won't say built with the up, NBA but, this but, day is that it's built on social media, the, so these things become a fucking talking point all the time. They do, um, for better or for worse. I think sometimes for worse here, but also let's remember the NBA regular season tends to be a slog, as we've mentioned numerous times Especially the past several year. weeks. It's yeah, so it's like I mean, year. when when you're struggling to get really um, geared up for these regular season games that have been going on for months and months now and the playoffs still feel like they're months and months away, you're going to latch on to stupid storylines to ratchet up the drama. And the NBA is an incredible reality show that sometimes, if not more often during the regular season, is much more interesting off the court than it is on the court. Unless you want to get into nitty-gritty analytics and other shit like that. But people aren't even interested in the -the off-the-court stuff. They're just just complaining about these brand names. But that's off-the-court stuff right there. These guys beat these brand names joining up together. That's that's, – I don't know. You got to manufacture drama somehow. I mean, that's our job in the media to make but, people interested about stupid shit. I, I, but then you have every, then you have people complain. I don't know. It seems like a circle no, of bullshit. You can't, you can't please everyone in life. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. There is not one excuse for the Nets not winning the title this year, Zion. So have fun. yes, I want to discuss. This, see, this is the problem. No, I this want to discuss this point. I want to discuss. This but point. this is the problem, though. How did the Nets get so much significantly better? But but here, here I'm not saying it because play. I'm not saying about the additions. I'm saying with AD and Braun hurt. There's no excuses for that. No, 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 because you are saying it with additions because you weren't saying that before, before they got Lakers. Braun wasn't hurt before. The Lakers still looked like dominant. But but if the Lakers are healthy, do you think the Nets should win the championship? I don't know if the Lakers are going to be healthy the rest of this year. That's a serious thing versus LeBron, and and, and AD is serious. If LeBron and AD are healthy, are the Lakers the favorites to win the championship? I think they're right. The, the, it's toss up between them and the Nets, but they're not healthy right now. So I'm saying the Nets have no excuses not to win it. If they're not healthy, then okay, I can understand that. But if they're healthy, they're still the favorites. The Nets didn't uh, uh, sure up any of their weaknesses. They still need a backup big man who could guard and beat. Adam, what did you want to say? No, I want to say, Young Zion, you're correct. If AD and LeBron are healthy, they are slight, slight favorites over the Nets to win it all. Slight. But it's like slight. So it's close. close. Oh. It's very close. It's very close, but slight favorites because it's still AD and LeBron, two top five players on the same team who already did it. But the hypothetical, go ahead, go ahead. The hypothetical I want to ask you, Young Zion, is what would you deem a failure for the Nets? Is making the conference finals good enough for you, or do you have to make the NBA finals? You, in my opinion, you have to make the NBA finals. 
You have to make the finals and you have to push. If you're going to lose the finals, you better lose it in seven or six. That's okay. that's that's where I'll be like, okay, maybe we're missing something. But, I mean, to me personally, I mean, although everyone thinks the Lakers are favorites, I'm still picking the Nets in a, in a series against the Lakers. That's right fine. Now. You're a little, you're a little, you're you're a little biased, but in general, I just for the record, for the Nets to have a, a successful season in your mind, they have to have a competitive NBA Finals with whoever they face. Competitive NBA Finals. No, no, with the Lakers. If it's anybody else, they should win that Finals. Oh, okay. Oh, only the Lakers. So if they played, if they played the Clippers in the Finals, they should win. They should win that. They should. Um, okay. But I think. I think if the, if the Nets get to the finals, they're winning the finals. I brought up that hypothetical because I think Stephen A. Smith mentioned this somewhere, and I forget where he mentioned it. But basically, oh, he said Stephen that you could consider the Nets' <laughs> season a failure if they somehow didn't make the NBA Finals, and the Knicks a million times more successful season if they just make the playoffs. Philly, and I think that's legit. If Philly, Philly missed on getting Kyle Lowry. If Philly got Kyle Lowry, I think the Nets still had to make the finals, but it got a little closer because Philly would have been better. But Philly only adding George Hill, like that's yeah. not, it's not, yeah. the, that's not, it doesn't move the needle, needle. doesn't, doesn't significantly the make Bucks, them better. The Bucks have been up and down this year. They added Austin Rivers. I mean, friend of the pod, we love Austin. That's not a needle mover. Miami and PJ Tucker. Oh, they did add PJ Tucker too. Miami added Vic, who's had a tough year. Oh, yeah, but, but people, one thing about that Victor Oladipo trade, people think you're supposed to put feet. Whoever's saying the Heat, Jalen Rose, who came on the podcast, you're saying the Shout Heat. Shout out to Jalen. Shout out to our friend. Of every, we've had too many people on the pod, so everybody has to be a friend yeah, of the pod so, that we talk somehow about. Somehow he, he's, he's, he's believing that the Heat are the favorites in the East now. He said that? Yeah, Jaylen I saw said that. that, that yeah, Jalen said they're the favorite in the East. Yes, they are the favorites in the Who's East. Gu- who is guarding Kevin Durant on the he, Miami Heat? He must be smoking something. Because Let's get Jalen back on the pod to explain that. Because put, I, I, Who is guarding Kevin Durant? It's not Who's even about Kyrie the defense. Durant? It's putting Oladipo... And Jimmy Butler and Bam in the same five. Who's shooting? <laughs> Adam loves Victor Oladipo, and even he would say that he is no, having no, no, a no, disastrous roll, season. This is not another one of these individuals. You love Victor Oladipo. It's a fact. I don't love Victor Oladipo. I think he brings some skills that, <laughs> when he's healthy, are really attractive and intriguing. But the question is, like, I mean, he's looked atrocious with the Rockets. Now that's he looked bad. Now James Harden looked atrocious with the Rockets, also. So I don't know if that's well, the case. Yeah, James, was James Harden was James, James was doing well, that on purpose. Well, actually, that's a good point. He was purposely atrocious with the Rockets. So I don't know if Old Deep was going to all of a sudden turn it on, but his numbers have not been that good, and he's looked kind of uh, I don't want to say lax a days ago, but just doesn't look that good with the Rockets. So. Did, did they make another move, or was it just Vic? No, Whom are you pretty, talking about? Pretty much the just Heat. Vic. The Heat. Yeah. It was just Vic. And then yeah. they struck out on the Marcus. Okay. They struck out on the Marcus. The and Nets are still the clear favorite. Here's a question: the, the Is, Ola, is Oladipo even going to be in the closing lineup for the for the Heat? That's my whole thing. Is because you have so, three. I think he will be because defensively that's still crazy. So it's, it's like, Vic, it's Vic, Jimmy, Hero. It's Vic, Jimmy, Hero, Bam, Bam and maybe Duncan Robinson. You have three yeah, that's guys. A small lineup. That's you have. A small lineup. It's not even about small. You have three guys who cannot shoot. Like who are the three that can't shoot? Vic Vic is a, a higher cold shooter. I, if I'm if I'm a team, yeah, I, I'm I, leaving it, open. But open he but he's, he's shooting like thirty three percent from three this year. He's not he's not yeah. a good shooter. Yeah. Uh, but don't Jimmy's if you say Jimmy shooter. and if don't say Jimmy in this because Jimmy will make big shots. I don't care. I'm still leaving it open for three. He shoots twenty percent from three. But he'll but when when it's a big ball shot like big balls like you need a shot. Jimmy's Jimmy's up to like sixty percent. 
No, that that's <laughs> he, that's my he eye performs, test. Of, he performs in the big spots, but that's cool. Jalen Rose going crazy about the Heat acquiring Victor Oladipo was a little bit nuts, and maybe Jalen was just forgetting that this is not the Oladipo of three years ago. I don't know, but it was kind of crazy. Before we get to, before we get to this last chance, you basketball inter, uh, interview we have, I want to ask this another question to you guys. Because Adam loves talking about this. I don't really care because I think the MVP award is just so saturated and LeBron should have won so many more times and it's stupid. But who is the NBA MVP right now after Harden said that he should be it? So who is the NBA MVP? You want me to rank him? No, I don't want you to rank it. Just I would I would agree right now it should be James Harden. Zion. Zion? Yeah, I mean, Embiid's injury made it like it's between him and Jokic and I'm picking the Nets over because James Harden has carried the Nets. Uh, I think Giannis I think, is coming. I saw someone strong, say that Rudy Gobert should be MVP, and I almost lost my fucking you, you mind. Could, you could have made you could have made a case analytically back in January that Rudy Gobert should have been. In the I top almost. Five. I, I have like but, a thing where I just like don't like talking about NBA on Twitter because it's so fucking annoying these Rudy days. Rudy Gobert, Adam, did you I'm just saying, say? But I almost know. lost my fucking no, no, mind seeing you someone didn't, say you that. Listen to me, young Zion. I said analytically speaking, you could have made a case for Rudy Gobert being the top five when the Jazz were going on their streak. I am never putting Rudy Gobert in a top five NBA. Okay, but when the Jazz were popping off back in January and early February, like the are they not popping off anymore? They're still number one in the West. They've cooled down a little bit, pal. All right, James Harden is the MVP because of lack of options. I think I would say, yeah, my my top three would be Embiid is out, Harden, Jokic, and Giannis is making a big run right now. Who no it Giannis look never at Giannis's numbers. MVP. Giannis never gets to win MVP again. He if he, never if he doesn't win the East this year, he can't win MVP. He can't. He just can't. Giannis is disqualified from every MVP discussion going forward. He never gets it again. <laughs> Why? That's just the rules. That's I made up a rule. That's right a, now. well. That's never, a narrative media rule right there. Which good. Is why LeBron that's hasn't the, won nine million goddamn MVPs? Well, no, but Giannis, well, LeBron has deserved those. Giannis, exactly, is, he's deserved it for the regular season, but his postseason performance has deleted okay. But LeBron, we when, when LeBron won those MVPs, he didn't win them because of the playoffs either. It's a regular season. Award. Yeah, but so, LeBron, uh, LeBron wasn't smoking the East like Giannis was smoking. Yeah, the East. not to get too, not to get too <laughs> deep into it. when is Embiid back? Do we know? Do we know when Embiid is back? I haven't is seen there any time update table? yet. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, don't I mean, know Jesus Christ, when's Kevin Durant going to come back? He's been out for a month and a half. I mean, he's chilling. He's tweeting. He's tweeting. He's having a great time. Uh, <laughs> if there's one person that loves NBA Twitter, it is Kevin Durant. No, he hates NBA Twitter, and that's what he Are tweets you sure about. about that? He hates it, and he tweets about it. It's hilarious. So, okay, last chance you – well, real quick. Who I was, I was paying attention, but I wasn't really paying attention. Who won the trade deadline? Our best friend, Shams, or Woj? I don't know. Uh, it's, does that mean it's Woj because we don't want to say anything bad about our friend Shams? It might have been Woj, but I don't really, I didn't really, I didn't really pay attention. Adam, Adam, wait, Adam has an answer. He doesn't uh, want to say. Objectively it. speaking, Woj seemed to have more of the. Uh, nah, intel. we're Team Shams though. I we we love Shams. Uh, I was talking to him before the deadline a little bit and uh, a little bit uh, afterwards. Did, you didn't get any scoops. That's his job. It's not my job to report his shit. He reports his own shit. But uh, I, yeah, Woj Woj seemed to have the uh, the the larger, more um, popping. Intel, if you will. So yeah. I can't believe you just said that. I'm Team Shams forever. Wasn't we a, love wasn't Shams. even a great trade deadline. It was all right. It was not cool. It, it was better. Than I, I think it was think much better than, was. than we were expecting. A few. Yeah, years we didn't think Vooch yeah. to get traded. Yeah. We didn't think. We didn't think some of those. There was. There was I mean, the Raptors chance. are the Raptors are stupid. What were the Raptors? Yeah. How do you not trade Kyle Lowry? Should have gotten rid of Lowry. But yes. the way that the way the trade deadline was shaping up, like a week beforehand, you had all these execs saying it was going to be quiet. You're not going to have a lot of movement, and it was a much more yeah. movement and much more drama than we expected. The Raptors are. I, I'm still just, stupid. No gotta get rid of Lowry. One, one, one person in the NBA. I definitely gotta give my flowers before we transition. 
Zion Williamson, man. Shout out my guy, Zion Williamson. He's, he's this man up. is going stupid. He's going crazy. And all the critics who said in college that, oh, he what, couldn't what score critics? in the NBA. What, what critics? Bro, you were one of them. Stop no, no, no. that. You, because what did I say? You I have literally no... have receipts. I have receipts. What of, receipts do you have I have receipts from Summer League of you saying, no, oh, he wasn't, no. he's not going to do the. Uh, that was like Doug Gottlieb. That wasn't me. So no, it's Chops and Francesca were the two uh, anti-Zion. Yo, how does <laughs> how does Mike, how does, just totally off the rails, but how does Mike, Every college coach that he said, just they, the guy pulls it up on Twitter back after this. He thought Dwan Howard was going to be a terrible fit. Mick Cronin, like every college coach hired, you don't Mike see, at one time again, you're said not, that he was going to be terrible. <laughs> you're, only, you're new to Francesca, relatively speaking. Those of, <laughs> those of us who listen have grew up listening to Francesca know that this is completely on brand for him to get all these proclamations dead wrong. fucking wrong. About Do who's we, gonna be a perfect fit or who's gonna excel here and there. The the list of things that Mike Francesa, who the sports pope, who we all bow down to because we're part of the unwashed masses and not worthy of his existence, <laughs> know that Mike gets all these things incredibly fucking wrong. And it's hilarious that Funhouse at after this on great. Twitter has all the receipts and and dunks on Mike whenever he possibly can. So. Do we have to, anything to say about March Madness before we get to – I don't think Snoozer, so. It's been so it's been, bad. It's, it's been, been okay. so bad. It's, the, la- the game last night was good. The, but the, but this, is, this is the thing about the good games. They're not really good. It's like a good – They need crowds. It's 36, they need crowds. But not even the crowds. It's good 36 minutes of bad basketball, but the game is close. But the last – Four minutes will be okay. Yeah, but Crazy. Zion, yeah. as a college basketball fan, you know this. This is it's like the argument. Like, if you want to watch high-level basketball, it's more skilled basketball. You obviously stick to the NBA. When Alabama hit that three and there just yeah, was no great. roar, I mean, it hurt. It hurt when there was no roar after oh, that. Yeah. It's, the, the atmosphere has been different, and it's definitely missing something. But if yeah. you just embrace the tournament for what it is, like, just enjoy it for that. And that. the Alabama-UCLA game was great. Um, if Alabama could hit a goddamn free throw, they'd be going to the, that the elite. Yeah. But like I, if I would have bet on Alabama, I would have literally may have jumped yeah, in the East I River mean, last night. Like I continuously say, the peak of college basketball was Zion's year because everybody was glued to every single second. Of I mean, Zion wins. Yeah, but I think I think the issue. I think the issue uh, that that might be true, but the issues this year. They need crowds back yeah, it's, in the it's worst. A, the NBA needs crowds back too because there's does. something missing. The NBA desperately needs crowds back. It's it's I'm an good. issue. I like the Nets with, with crowds and no, no crowds. All right. Before we real quick, before a lot happened in this fucking this last week of this podcast, I'm hearing the 49ers taking Mac Jones at number three over Justin Fields. I'll just put that out there. That's that's just hearing that's privilege. I am hearing hearing from sources. I I a lot of people have said this. Chris Sims, who's very close with Kyle Shanahan, came out and said it. A lot of people said it. I checked myself with some sources, and I am hearing. Mac Jones is seriously in pay for the 49ers at number three. Okay. That sounds like a glorious smoke screen. So congratulations on the But 49ers. why would you do a smoke screen? You just trade it up. You don't need a smoke screen. Okay. But if Mac Jones has been predicted to be a mid to later first round pick by numerous teams, but how people the fuck is he go, jumping up people, to three? People fly up boards all the time, Adam. That, that, You're not wrong. New. You're not wrong. We've been surprised here and there. And guys have dropped precipitously as well. It just No seems one like thought Daniel Jones was right going now. six, right, Zion? No one thought Daniel Jones point. was going six. All right. Touche. Ooh. Good point. So everybody get prepared for Mac Jones to go ahead. But also could be a classic Lynch. smoke screen. Well, your Jets are locked in on Mr. Wilson. So uh, very I, have sad. I have opinions on that. You can hit me off. Very uh, sad. Very offline. sad. Wait, why? You don't like Zach Wilson? I want them to keep Who Sam Darnold at this point. <laughs> okay, that's a take. That's they trade a, that's down a and, take. Acquire, why? and acquire <laughs> draft assets. Whatever. All right, that's a take. Let's get to this interview. Last chance you. 
great interview. John Mosley, Joe Hampton, Deshaun Hyler. As Zion said, like four or five on the level of spoilers, right, Zion? Yeah, four or five. So Yeah, you know. four or five. So there are some mild spoilers. If you haven't seen it and don't want to get spoiled, I'd watch it, then come back and listen. But yeah, great interview. Let's get to it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. So welcome to the Complex Sports Podcast. We have probably my favorite show out right now, three of the stars. We got Coach John Mosley, Deshaun Hyler, and Joe Hampton from Last Chance U. Welcome, guys, to the show. I uh, appreciate you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you got us, man. We it's a lot of people <laughs> hitting us up right now. And, and yeah, uh, I know. We, You're superstars. You're superstars right now. But, yeah. yeah, just to jump right into it. Uh, I guess we'll go one by one. Uh, Deshaun first. How has your life changed since the documentary? Um, it's crazy right now. Um, got a got a big following on social media. Um, you know, but that's that's really the only difference right now is just the just the audience, just a lot of attention, a lot of eyes on me right now. But uh, I'm just doing more of the same, more of what I'm doing. You know, continuing to work on basketball, uh, work on my schoolwork, um, and just staying focused right now. Uh, life is great for me right now. Um, really good, actually. Uh, I'm not going through some of the same demons I was before on and off the court. Um, my life has grew in that aspect tremendously. Um, I'm happy. Um, and like Sean said, just to piggyback on what he said, I have a huge fan base now. So, I mean, that can either hurt you or help you. So, oh, but real quick, as, as coach was joking around before we started taping this and he was kind of busting you guys' balls, have you now, you guys now have two big time return his text? You guys want to call him and check in on him? Right. Oh, no, he was right. joking. He was joking. He was joking. <laughs> no, just confirm. Just making sure. Just making we don't stand him up. We don't no, stand him up. No, it's He's all good. Guy. They, they, they good, man. I, I think I was texting Deshaun yesterday, you know, and, and, and what we talk about is nothing that's dealing with this show or anything. We still talking about life stuff. I'm, we're talking about Sacramento State stuff and we talk about life stuff still because it's, it's still a process. They still doing stuff that they need to do to be successful. I mean, this is great for now. Uh, and you know, this is great for now, but like they say, it's just 15 minutes. Right. Uh, and, and we just make sure we kind of stay grounded and other opportunities can come from it. Uh, it feels like things are trying to come up for me, but I kind of push them away and they try to bring them towards me. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm, 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 I want to do that, but so life has changed in that way. Uh, I've gotten thousands of emails. Uh, I think the, the, the PR team at Netflix said, um, you may want to take your, email off the website and i said no nah, i'll be fine i'm <laughs> i'm used to getting 50 to 100 a day people want to play but it's it's completely changed I'm, you're talking about a thousand so for anybody that's listening uh i would love to reach out and tap every email i can't take it off now because I, I guess i if 
but I'm literally getting hundreds. But the pouring that I'm 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 hearing, and I try to respond to everyone. Like I'll stay up, I'll go two hours, and I'll try to respond. Whether it's just a template and send it back. Uh, but the the thing is, is is the 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 pour out of how it impacted everybody. I mean, Zion, you said, hey, it's 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 one of your favorites, and I think everything was so real. Joe, Sean, and and it's not just those guys. Everybody, nobody was fake, and we were trying to be authentic. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know, it, 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 I think, I guess it resonated. It, everything was authentic. Nothing was staged. You know, everybody say, why did you do this and that? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know, man. It was just a moment, you know, <laughs> uh, it wasn't staged. None of these guys were trying to gain attention or nothing. It was just who they were in the moment. Was it tough though, to be authentic off the bat? Because I guess sometimes when you're in front of the camera, obviously you would have maybe a pension to want to act out a little bit, or maybe kind of be a little bit different, but for all you guys, was it easy to be authentic right off the bat? Um, I don't, I don't know if it was, uh, if it made anybody want to act out off the bat. I think it had kind of like the opposite effect. I think it was at first, it was kind of like, you kind of wanted to shrink a little bit. Like you didn't really know what to, what to show, you know, what to say, what not, you know, what not to say. Um, but you know, it wasn't long before, you know, we got connected with the crew and, and, you know, got to talk to them off the set and, um, got to, you know, really just get comfortable with them. And the crew made it really easy for us uh, to open up, really. Um, like you said, uh, they were really cool. And, uh, like, them being cool, like, gave us the door to to be ourselves, really. Here's a, the amazing thing about basketball, as you guys can see, in terms of basketball players, even at their young age. I mean, you can Google and find uh, Joe Hampton and Deshaun Heiler pri- uh, pre, you know, prior to – Netflix and last last chance you or prior to even East LA college and basketball has this way of, of being polarizing in itself uh, at a young stage. And I think those guys were used to being on camera and the emotions can show more. And I mean, heck, everybody's got social media anyway. They're, they're on camera all day. And, and I shared, you know, in regards to my faith, uh, I felt like every, every, every since I became a believer, I felt like I was on camera and I felt like, Hey, I need to, guard what I say or what I do and uh you know and and I was and, but at the same time be authentic and be real um you know and I felt like my dad made me feel like I was just God's gift to the world so I thought I was a movie star too anyway you know I thought I was <laughs> I thought I had a camera following my life the the you know our, our whole life anyway you know I think a camera's in here right now so well you're on uh, camera right now in zoom so yeah it's it continues okay yeah I am there but there's a certain accountability in terms of trying to live out your life. And, and uh, I think all of our guys, they, they were kind of prepared for it. And, I mean, even for, for all y'all, well, Deshaun and Joe, um, the two guys definitely would express your emotion a lot. Was there ever a point where, you know, a cameraman was following you and you're like, nah, not right. I think we saw kind of in the show, Joe was, there was one yeah. point where he was like, nah, right, nah, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. And they, and I mean, and I knew they were doing, just doing their job, and they and they still still right there recording me. But I knew that I couldn't blow up and 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 take it too far and like get the camera on my face. But I mean, yeah, th- there were definitely times where you didn't want to be recorded because I mean your emotion was just so high and you felt like you were just so out of character. You just didn't want people to see that. But I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's what made it so raw and authentic. I guess you, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, most of the time, like in those moments, like. We just kind of remember, like, like this is our this is our story. Like, like we want to tell the truth, you know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. it, it is who we were. Um, it's exactly what we were going through. Um, and if we wanted to tell like an accurate story, show what was really going on, then being authentic was the only way to do that.
all the way around, the good and the bad. For sure. I think was there was there any? I mean, obviously you want to be authentic, but was there any time watching the show? I mean, even for you, Coach John, was there any point where you're like, "Dang, maybe I shouldn't have said that," or maybe I shouldn't have done that, or watching it watching it back, uh, you're like, maybe you regret a little bit what you did. Hey, you know what? I'll give uh, you know what that team, the last chance you team that put together Netflix. Man, their editing was phenomenal. There's some moments I I wouldn't say I regret in regards to it was something wrong, uh, but I regret I would have regretted if some things were included that were not appropriate for the climate, you know, the how we are in our country today. You know, they were mm. there were some things that could have been offensive to certain interest groups, uh, you know, because I, I wear my faith on my sleeve and I, I mentioned some things and these guys don't even know some of the things they would do some commentary with me and I would I would express how I felt and you know what it was legit and it makes sense but ultimately it may not be appropriate for uh this day and age you know in terms yeah. of it, it would be too much of me sharing what I believe in terms of my faith uh and it may offended some other group so I think that was in a sense good I mean I didn't regret I didn't regret anything but I'm just happy they didn't put a few uh things or a few of those moments in uh, I thought they did a great job, man, uh, because it focused on the right, you know, it just focused on the right stories that needed to be told. There was no distractions. It didn't, distra- there was no distractions. It was all just, uh, just those, uh, you know, just those moments. So it, it, there was nothing that I saw. I did see it the first, when, as soon as, as soon as it came on, I'm like, man, I'm kind of turned up too much. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, they start. That's what they start with. I thought they were going to gradually build. Ran up a wall, thirty seconds in. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, and I thought I said, you know what? It's only going to get worse because uh, I don't, I don't turn down. I thought they were going to get me talking and being calm and then go into it, but thirty seconds in, I was like, okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, did you guys? What did you guys learn about yourselves from watching yourselves with all that footage that was captured? Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. Was like I, I I don't know if I regret anything. I'm I'm just happy that I got to see it. You know, um, I don't know if I'm happy that you know, millions of people got to see it, but um, I'm happy that I got to see it at least uh, and learn from it. You know, um, I'm trying to be a leader and 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 trying to continue to to grow and um, and thrive in leadership positions. Um, I feel like it was a good. It's a good tool for me to use um, and to learn from. It just showed uh, basically how like passionate I was for the game. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. there were some moments where um, some people might not agree with how how I did things or how I acted, but all in all, like watching, looking back on that, like I, I love the game of basketball, and I, I was really trying to show it, and I really wanted to win. So, I mean, that's what really I, I took from watching it. Piggybacking off of that, I think. Uh, I was reading an article the other day and it said uh, for coach that the show left out your favorite moment. Uh, I don't want to, you know, spoil it for fans, but well, I mean, it doesn't really spoil it because it didn't show it, but can you uh, explain to the audience who doesn't know what was your favorite moment? uh, Yeah. The whole season. Yeah. So there's a favorite, favorite moment. And actually I'll give, give you two quick ones, but one, I know that was explained in the article uh, we were in San Diego and that was an important tournament. I said, Hey, we got to go down and win because I think it was like two ranked teams. It was a 20 ranked team and then a four ranked team. And so we beat both of them in the tournament. 
Uh, we were celebrating. It felt good. It was like, man, we were all in the locker. Yeah, we're doing good. You know, it was right after Christmas. It was an mm. overnight trip. You know, those are always great. We don't get many at the junior college level. Can't afford them. Uh, but it was a great overnight trip. Uh, we were all heading back. Uh, and it seems like everybody had some type of support system there. And I think that mo- that that weekend, Deshaun didn't have anybody. And he was standing in the back. And we were all in the vans. You know, we got to drive vans. You know, I got I got to drive yeah. two, two and a half hours to go back to L.A. from San Diego. And so we're ready to go. Coach Rob is in the other van in front. And I look, I'm like, man, where's Deshaun at? And then Deshaun is in the back walking around in circles. And he's kind of like got his hand, eyes to the sky. And he's kind of tearing up. And I'm like, oh, shoot, man. What happened to Deshaun now? What is going on? Oh, man, this is catastrophic. So I walk back there, open the door and get out. And the door is open. The car, the vans are running. And Deshaun's back there. And he just looks at me, kind of falls over on me. And he just had come from some level of sickness. And I'm thinking like, and you know, back then, we didn't know what was going on with, yep. with the sick. So I'm assuming that it ran through our team. I'm not going to say what it was anyway, you know, but I'm <laughs> assuming that was in 2019, December, just at the end of it. But he falls over on me and then I'm like, what, what dude, what's going on? What's going on? And he says, coach, I just want to talk to her. And I was like, man, that just tore me up. And it kind of gave me some perspective on recharge my perspective. Like, man, I forgot, man, I got to take these young fellas. And then I tell Deshaun, Hey man, you, you know, we go through the, you know, a, maybe a 10 minute conversation. And then I said, you mind forever, which he is now. I'm, I don't know. I'll see if I regret it or not, but no, that's my, he's mine forever. Uh, I told him you mine forever. And he said, I just want to talk to a coach. I just got questions for it. And I said, yeah, I know, man, you can always ask me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Deshaun, you know, he mans up, wipes his tears off, get back in the van and he started acting like Deshaun again. He a little jerk again. <laughs> he started acting like a buster again. Uh, Dang, what, Deshaun, you could, you, you couldn't let, uh, you couldn't wait, bro. You could have waited a and then one last moment uh that they left out that i thought was going to be in there which kind of could have kind of showed a little bit more of the relationship because i get a lot of flack everybody's emailing me how can you hey you know what i got more flack from my aunties than anybody else how do you let that boy act like that i'll go i'll slap whoop tell me if i need to come and whoop that boy's butt <laughs> Talking about Joe Hampton. You don't let him talk to you that talk like that. So what they don't understand is the the, the relationship that me and Joe had. And a lot of people say, how do you let him act that way? Or you have so much patience. Well, I knew what was going on in his life and I knew what we were going through. And I said, man, you know, just go ahead and let him act out. Uh, and then when he brings it back, he knows the job that he has to do so that he can move forward. And we see, you know, don't want to spoil it, but we see what he's doing. We see he's, he's well. So I didn't enable yeah. him. I just understood what he was going through. And a lot of people say, you enabled him to act out. No, I understood what he was going through. But we had a moment, and I don't want to spoil it, but there was a game when he got into it. And, uh, and you know, we pulled him, and he's on the bench sitting down. And you may even see it. They had the security guard behind him. But they missed the moment where I just went, and I just super went. Like, Joe, you four-star you Joe Hampton, bro. Don't let nobody do that. And I was just going off and everybody, the whole team was supporting him. Like, yeah, Joe, you Joe Hampton, you know, <laughs> going off and they kind of left that out to show that, that, yeah, that's kind of where we was. That's our relationship. So those are two moments. Yeah. And that, and that was a really good moment for me. Cause like at that point, like I felt like everybody was backing me and had my back because I was going through it at that point and in the game with the refs and with the other team. So I, 
I felt like I was getting cornered and my teammates was there and coach was there for me. They had my back, man. So that was a really good moment for me. All the way, bro. All the way, the whole time. Well, I guess I guess one of the most pressing questions I think for a lot of people will be about coach your future. I mean, you brought up the emails, people hitting you about what does your future hold? You talk about potentially getting some offers here and there. I know you said in the show that you, you know, you think Juco could be your calling, but I'd assume that your profile is significantly raised with the show and you could have some opportunities maybe at the D1 level or some higher level. So, where do you think your future, you know, or what does the future hold, I should say, and where do you kind of see yourself in the long term? Well, just first, I've, I've always had opportunities to go to the Division One level, maybe not as a head coach, but every year I have, you know, my colleagues reach out, hey, man, I need you to be my assistant. I need you and we're, we're really good money at really good programs. But if it, to me, it's, it's being able to do what I love to do. And that's having being authentic and having an impact on people's lives. Now, that sounds kind of mm. corny and like humanitarian. But to be honest, man, it's about family and all that stuff to me is for, like I'm I was in that life and I'm like, man, you know what? This is, it, it's like a, you, it's a slippery slope, man. And, uh, you know, th- that's that world. I, I just feel like, then you can have impact in that world as well. You can have impact, mm-hmm. but I feel like I could just have more impact at this level um, with, with, with guys that, that don't get that second chance uh, at the, you know, at the division one level, you know, it, it's, you know, you got to win. And, it, you know, you got to make sure that, hey, we, we, we keep this brand going so that we get the television contracts and different things like that. And I don't know if I'm, I'm cut out for that. You know, uh, my interest is, you know, just trying to make sure young, I impact uh, young men. And, and, and there's, there's coaches at the next level that are impacting uh, the same way I'm impacting. But I'm just cut from the cloth that I, I just, I, you know, the guys that are hungry, those are the guys I want to. You know, I, I, I kind of am, am attracted to helping. And then family. Um, my son's a 10th grader. My daughter's a ninth grader. My other daughter's a seventh grader. And, mm. you know, COVID even showed me, man, I, the impact that I had on their lives right now to have this impression, be impressionable. Uh, and I shared the moment when my daughter broke my heart and said, Daddy, you're staying at our house. Because I walked in with my bags off of a week-long road trip, you know. So being a recruiting coordinator is something else. Because it's not like you go to the game with the teams. And then you come home. No, you go to games with the team and then you stay in that area to go to the high schools and recruit. So as a recruiting coordinator, you're out more than the actual team and the head coaches. So it was mm-hmm. like she said, you're staying at our house. And I kind of smiled and almost broke broke my heart. I said, if I get the opportunity, um, then I will. And, and now having tenure uh, as a faculty member, you know, it's a little bit more work teaching. But, you know, it's a, it's a reasonable uh, it's a reasonable compensation. My wife's a teacher, so I'm, I'm fine with being a, a decent little bit of middle class guy and helping people, you know. Hey, if you find a great role and you love it, I mean, you don't have to make any apologies to anybody else. I mean, if that's what you think is your calling, that's where you fit best. Like, yeah, do you? Well, I'm not chasing. I'm not chasing nothing. So, if a job, I, man, I, I can't tell you how many text messages. You should apply for this job, this job, this job. <laughs> I'm not chasing nothing if they come to me. Then we can talk, but I'm not chasing anything, man. I, I don't even have time to do that. I'm still helping these guys. Like, I don't have time yeah. to chase chase me. I got to still yeah. help these guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, for Joe and Deshaun, um, now you guys transi- transition to uh, your separate colleges. Um, number one, how has that gone? I've definitely I've definitely seen the tape, You both of you, uh, on the next level. You guys been hooping. Um, but definitely even in the pandemic, how has the transition to the uh, D1 level going? Uh, it's been 
the life, man. It's been everything that you would expect, um, especially for me being a Division One drop back. Um, it's, it's everything that I, I worked for. Uh, the life is good. I mean, due to COVID, our season was kind of up and down. We had a lot of shutdowns, but I think that we had a really, really good season for the time that we were together. And um, I'm, I'm playing really well. I'm starting. Uh, so I'm in a really good position to do, do really big things and, and be in a position to help my family like I, like my goal was to. So life is good, man, for real. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, that's exactly, exactly what I was looking for, exactly what I wanted, um, exactly what I went to ELAC to get. Um, and, uh, you know, this season, this season went well. Uh, like Joe said, there was a lot of ups and downs with COVID and whatnot. Um, but, you know, learned a lot, um, uh, uh, developed, developed in my game, uh, got better, uh, looking to have a good season next season. And for you, Deshaun, you, you completely moved. Um, this is a new environment for you. To, uh, so how definitely has your, the new environment, uh, with you and your girlfriend, uh, been, uh, that transition? Uh, it's been cool. It's been, it's been cool, uh, to do it together. Uh, we, you know, uh, learned a lot, grow, grown a lot um, in our transition up here, like moving and getting her a new job and, you know, me getting uh, familiar with the team and the school and uh, just things like that. Um, it's brought us closer. We spent a lot of time together. Uh, you know, COVID, of course, has helped with that. Um, but it's been, it's been smooth. We just, we just been learning, growing, and just having fun. So my question to be for you guys, you bring up, you know, COVID obviously affecting this season, but, you know, your, your season that, you know, we saw in the episodes got obviously canceled by the pandemic and everything like that. And you had one of the most poignant and emotional scenes in the locker room. You guys are crying when everything um, got shut down. So was that in terms of just the raw emotion from that scene, is that as, as I guess, raw, that's a bad way of putting it, but just that scene in that locker room was, is that like, you know, the most drawn out emotional thing you guys had the entire time that they were taping and, and everything you went through throughout that season and what we see on the show? Yeah, by far. Um, I think that was the most emotional, uh, emotional scene um, of the show. Um, clearly, uh, I mean, everyone was hurt. Uh, a lot of people didn't show it, but some did. And the ones who did, I guess it hit them harder, um, especially me and Sean. Uh, like it didn't hit me really until we got into the locker room, like off of the bus. And I was still laughing and joking. And then once I saw a coach, like, giving that speech, it hit me like the season's over. Like, we were, everything we worked hard for is, is down the drain that, that fast. Um, and just to see the emotion on a coach's face and Sean's face, and looking around the room and feeling that, that vibe, it broke me down. Um, I just couldn't take it anymore, and I had to leave. So, yeah, that was really emotional for us. It hurt. Yeah, uh, for me, everybody asked me the question and how I felt. Uh, I kind of felt like I let everybody down because I was like, I told all these dudes, like, hey, man, if you do this, this, and this, the goal is at the end. Hey, you got to be a grinder. You got to be this. You got to be that. And to just feel like you have no control over, uh, you know, usually if it's a game and you end the season on a lost game, it was like, okay, yeah, maybe we didn't do this or that. And you can find some type of, reason or blame but there was just really no i just feel like i let all these young men down and uh they actually culminated and i tell people they culminated into i knew before going into this tournament that everybody's ready to have success in life as you see 
most of our guys have, you know, have moved on and done well. I knew they were ready. So that's why I, I said, you know, well, I don't want to share it necessarily, but my comments at the end was sort of just of, hey, you know, you guys did it, you know, to, for the most part. But it was just, uh, I felt like I let them down and I just felt so bad. I mean, I'm a coach, man. I'm next, next year and the next year I could try to win a state championship, you know, I mean, so that's not the point, you know, and, and I know mm-hmm. they tar- talked about winning and he wants to win the state. Nah, you know what? That's going to come. The, but letting these guys experience a taste of it, um, of winning and taking that winning mindset to the next phase of their lives or taking all the lessons to the next phase of their lives. I was hoping they got to reap the benefits of all of the work that they had put in. And I thought that was going to happen. And and I was just really hurt that they couldn't experience it. You know, it, it, it wasn't, I'm going to have another chance next year and the next year and the next year. Heck, I got a chance to win 10 state championships. They don't have a chance to reap the benefits of the work that they put in that year. Like the work that I put in the past year, I can say, well, I just, when I win a state championship in another year or so, I can say, well, I earned it because of the work, because of what happened to me in 2020. They can't, uh, they can't ever say that. Uh, And that's what, that's what uh, my heart is burdened with. Still to this day, I'm just, you know, they didn't get a chance to experience. The show helps a little bit, uh, but all the work that they put in. Yeah. So I just feel like it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of my fault. I feel like I kind of lied to them. You know, like I told them, Hey, I'm going to tell you, it's going to work out. You know, but ultimately, God, God has his plans and and, uh, you know, we make it's crazy. We make plans and we say what we're going to do. And then God laughs at us like, huh, no, I got different plans. So, yeah, I think you get a pass for a pandemic. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, once once in a, a century, you get a pass for that. Hey, they they would have won. They would have ran through that tournament. I'm confident, in it, you know, but definitely uh, I would say uh, for Joe, I mean, obviously your 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 high school teammates with Dwayne Bacon, Dwayne Bacon now in the NBA. Um, but even, even like for me personally, looking at you, I feel like your, your career is going to be more impactful at the end of the day. Um, I think in terms of reaching out to the generation, even though you didn't have that perfect path to the NBA, um, do you feel like what you've gone through is like a blessing in disguise? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, like coach Moses used to tell me, God don't give battles to, um, people who can't handle them, man. Uh, it was written for me to go through what I had to go through. My, my life was hard. It just had to be. Um, it's, it's my story. Um, I'm going to own it. And I'm going to inspire kids to, to not give up and to bounce back. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. America loves a good comeback story. So, I mean, all the people out there that's going through it and, and feel like they're at the end of the road, man, just, just prevail. Just keep working hard. and You'll make it out on top. I promise. Sure. And your and uh, before we wrap up here, uh, your reactions. I think I don't know if Coach John is on social media as much as Deshaun and Joe. So when you see like these uh, memes or reactions just on uh, Twitter or Instagram, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Like now, uh, every day we actually send them to each other. <laughs> yeah, the ones about Joe are hilarious. <laughs> those ones are comedy. Like the ones about him, like throwing the chairs and stuff. Oh my yeah. god! Those, oh, those. Are Hilarious. One, one yeah. of them just came out uh, yesterday of you with a little attitude. <laughs> oh, girl. oh, you gotta tell you guys send it to me, but yeah. They had the uh, uh, my kids have to show me the TikTok one because I'm not on TikTok, but, <laughs> but the one with uh, Deshaun, 
where they got him singing the song and they got his mouth do that. Oh, yeah, I saw that he didn't one. Mention that. Yeah. Didn't mention that. Look, he tried to erase yeah. that off of the that one is hilarious, bro. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's it. All of it is crazy. My kids look at me like, this is weird. Like, they like look, this is weird. They look at social media and I, I kind of keep my kids protected from them. Like, they have so many people. They got like thousands of people trying to, trying to, trying to friend them. And I say, nah, you, you know, you got people in, 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 in Europe trying to friend you. No, you know, you guys are teenagers. <laughs> Same thing with my wife. So I, I take on all of that. But I wasn't on social media until two weeks ago. And I got like mm. it's 20, 30,000 Instagram and like almost 20,000 um, Twitter or whatever. And, and so, I mean, I guess you got to kind of stay active in it for for whatever reason. So yeah. so people don't think you're a jerk. Like, you know, I guess. <laughs> be, be careful in there. It can be a cesspool sometimes. Yes. It's a, it's you know what? It's so it's time consuming. Like to me, it's a, like, it's a waste of time. Like I'm like, dude, it makes you, you sit there and you're like, okay, do I have to like this or whatever? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I could have been doing something else, you know? So yeah, yeah it's interesting. But that's why I never want it. But now I, I got to engage in it for, I guess, for a moment, you know, you're too, you're too big time. Hey, no, no, I'm not too big time, man. Uh, uh, you know what? Really right. just spend it. Like I was with my son working him out and then my daughter working you know, I would rather kind of spend time doing that than liking somebody's tweet, you know, so. <laughs> better better use of time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say last last question before we get out of here. Uh, what is the uh, your long-term goals, uh, I think, for each of you? Do you see, I want to definitely ask this question for Deshaun and Joe. Do you ever see yourself going back at some point, whether bat, when basketball is done, going back and joining Coach John's staff? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know about joining them on the staff, but um, um, you know, you never, you never know. I say never say never, but for, but definitely, definitely gonna connect with them um, to do something to help kids out um, because we definitely have a message, you know, and that message will never, you know, never die, you know. Uh, hmm. You know, people are going to all, you know, adversity will persist always. Everyone's going to go through something. So, I'm, you know, I'm sure that we'll link up and do something to to continue spreading that message. For sure. These these guys are going to be, these guys are going to be successful. Deshaun is a, a great student. He's pretty smart. He's not messing. He's like, I'm not messing with basketball. I'm going to be a millionaire. I mean, he's got <laughs> stuff that he's doing. That's that his his intellect is far beyond where I was when I was in my early 20s and Joe Hampton, the same. I mean, you see him blow up, but he's intelligent as well. And what a lot of people don't know his the, the exceptionally high IQ on the basketball court. Um, and when I talk about basketball reveals, I'm revealing to me, I know who you are by the way you play. And both of those guys mm. were unselfishly competitive, unselfishly uh, you, you know, they had the unselfish mom. It was like a mamba unselfish mentality. Like we're going, and to me that, that, that tells me who you are and how successful you're going to be. Not just because you throw a tiny little tantrum. I'm like, you know what? We can fix that, you know, but I can't fix the drive. I can't fix the ability to perform when your back is against the wall. I can't fix the toughness or not shrinking when the moment gets big. I can't, I can't put that in you. And, Deshaun has it. Joe has it. 
So you, you wonder why would you deal with those guys? Because man, I need to help these guys, uh, shape, you know, help the, 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 the things that surround them that shouldn't be there, uh, and help shape and mold that diamond that's inside. The diamond is the fact that, that he's an elite performer when it matters. And I'm not just talking about basketball. I'm talking about, I don't care. Once he learns how to operate in a corporate office, he's going to be the performer in the corporate office or whatever space you put him in. If you teach him, he's going to perform and Joe's going to perform no matter what. And that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. It it reveals who they are. They're performers, not just on a basketball court. Yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely appreciate um, watching you guys. That that definitely hit me uh, watching that whole season. I don't know if Netflix is going to like this, but this is, in my opinion, the best season of Last Chance You. Um, it's incomparable. It's not even close. Um, but definitely to Sean, uh, Joe, uh, Coach John. We definitely appreciate y'all for joining us, man. This was dope. Really dope. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you, guys. That was a lot of fun. See, you guys did a great job. Anything you guys, Adam, uh, did you learn a lot, Adam? What are you implying? I'm just implying. Did you learn a lot? Did you yes. learn a lot, bro? I, I I learned a lot. Yes, those guys have okay. great personalities. Rooting for them to have success and uh, a lot of fun having them on. That's what I learned. Zion, how much did you love that? That was shout, one to, of my Z- shout to Zion for making that happen. By the way, that was all Zion. Zion pulled that together. Shout out to uh, Deshaun, Joe, and Coach John. That was definitely one of my favorite interviews ever. Just because it's not it's not your normal athletes. Like we get at a lot no. of athletes, so these guys have. Uh, been underrated their whole life and you know gone through what they've gone through and it was just one of my favorites favorite ever tv well not tv show streaming shows i've ever seen call it a tv show it's a tv show yeah tv show shout out to last chance you the the storylines are just are just amazing you know for these guys to all battle back and and be where they are is just you know as zion said true underdogs through and through and it's something different for us to kind of be able to tell those stories, which is a lot of fun, you know, because, you know, usually we have guys who have reached the pinnacle, been at the pinnacle, yeah, you know, so yeah. it's, it, it's super dope to kind of see the other side of things and, and get those perspectives. Um, you guys did a great job. That's really a phenomenal, um, you know, thing to listen to. So yeah, I had fun. Anything else we got to talk oh, yeah. Yankee, Yankees back on Thursday. Shout out to the New York Yankees. We back, baby. Twenty eight. Oh coming. God, we don't need to talk about that baseball team. You didn't give us our bet yet. You know what yeah, I Yeah. When are you? When are you? When are you paying up? You're, I'll, you I'll wear a bet. full Yankees uniform on the drive down to Augusta, Adam. How about that? No, 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 no. Give us something opening day. What's, when's opening day? Is it this go live? Go live the, from Twitter opening day. And yeah, full, pay off your debts. Jesus yeah, Christ, this is terrible. This yeah. has been almost a year. What was this bet even about? What a deplorable human being you are. Pay off your debts, pal. Let's go. Let's who let, my Mets or your Yankees? Who has more wins this You're, season? The problematic Mets. Cleveland baseball team lost you a bet. Yeah. That's what you have to pay off. I'm a Mets fan, so I don't even know what you're well, talking about. Your, your, your former Indians. fandom, yeah. your former team. I, I don't even remember ever rooting for them. I'm a Mets bets. fan. I'm a Mets pay fan. Yankees bets. uniform posted to social media. Let's go. We're going live. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Adam, next week we'll be on the road to Augusta. That's, that's right. I can't wait to get back down to Augusta National. The cathedral. Of Should I bring my clubs? You think they'll let me play a, a well, few holes? Well, if we were actually covering the tournament, you know the media gets to play on Monday. Oh, so we're not going to be there. I might bring my clubs anyways. Just maybe sneak on. I wouldn't try that. Play play A-man corner? You think they kick me out? I, I think that you will be thrown into a dungeon and never see the light of day again, but you can try <laughs> I can't wait. All right. We love y'all. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Word is we have some big things in the works, so I'm excited. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all uh, for listening every single week. Make sure you go drop those reviews, five stars. Let us know who you want on this podcast in the reviews. We want to hear from you guys. NFL draft coming up, so we should have some prospects coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, NBA keeps rolling on. We love y'all. Stay safe. Until next time, we'll see you later. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sal Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.